Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Recap, where the wine is as necessary as the chaos in our favorite shows. Tonight, I'm drinking from one of my favorite mugs that says this is probably wine. I'm drinking Pinot Noir La Delizia. I always butcher that brand, but I'm drinking it from my little handy dandy mug that I used to always drink wine out of. So yeah, I'm doing dark red tonight. Oh, now we switching. Now, now we switching. We swapped. We swapped. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys, my name's Cece. I'm one of the co-hosts for Rewind and Recap. And tonight I am on some cheap shit, but it's 12%. So, you know, we don't <laughs> knock the door. Let's do it. Do what I got to do. This is the Oakley Stan account. So I'm actually trying Sauvignon Blanc. Did I pronounce it right? Because you mm-hmm. know you the bitch. I'm trying that for the first time tonight as such a wine head. I don't know why it took me so long to try it. But Princess is literally always drinking it on the show. So I was like, let me see what the hype is about. Do you so like I it? Haven't it yet. I haven't tasted it yet. Okay. But let me get a little, give, a little give, give a little slip, slip, little swirl and a saber. Okay, yeah, I can definitely see what you say. Like, it's dry, but it's not bad. Exactly. I was just looking at the notes. I feel like I kind of look at wine how I look at my fragrances. Like, mm-hmm. what are the notes? Because that's going to be no, whether or not I'm going to like it. I know like, the aftertaste that I don't like. And if it's like yeah. berry or nice little oak, I like a little oak every now and then, especially in my reds. Mm-hmm. So I, I do that too. I read the bottle like, because mm, I got a particular palette. Um, yeah. All right, you guys might see this because we might create our YouTube once and for all and post the podcast footage on YouTube. We might alternate. We may, I don't know if we're gonna get cute every week for y'all, but for the debut, we had <laughs> for the debut we had for something, something. And you look good, friend. It's very much given Porsche reunion. Um, what did she say to Eva? Oh, oh the Zoom, the Zoom, the Zoom. Yeah, that's what giving me I'm not gonna lie y'all I had a long day so it was very much a quick this no because I think I I was still in the store when I texted you it was like six yeah you was like I'm leaving the store now six fifty ish baby it's seven seventeen so I came home and had to I had to take it back to my strip club days no I did not strip let me clarify that I had to take it back to my strip club days after I used to do makeup in the strip clubs and oh that- Girls girl, I feel like I learned something new about you every week. I did not know that. The girls get like professional makeup down at the strip club. Yes, ma'am. They sometimes they'll have like a house um mother, and then sometimes the house mother can like, like take Jocelyn. care of the makeup. But me, I believe in marketing and branding yourself. So, mm-hmm. so what I would do, and you know what? That might be a good thing for me to do again, especially, you know, I didn't talk about what I got going on on here because I would hate for them to see this and be like, I know her. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, <laughs> so that's how I would do But like, the money was good. Like, the girls was easily clear anywhere from five to six hundred, especially on a weekend. If it was something that was popping, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. All right, girls. So, this, like you said, this episode wasn't explosive. But they mm. did cover a lot of little stuff. They covered a lot of loose ends that's been happening from the explosions previously. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to start with the bus ride home after <laughs> after dinner because I feel like that's when it all kind of started from when Karen was saying that 
Giselle is a bad influence on Robin. And from there, Karen was just being like telling all type of truth through the whole episode. And I don't get why that- I don't get why uh Giselle and Robin don't like Karen. Karen, I I, I don't know. I like Karen. I really do. They were kind of shading her in the after show clips, but I love me some Auntie Karen. I do. And she was right. Giselle is a terrible influence. Absolutely Girl. Terrible. It, and we touched on that one of these episodes um, where I said, like, Robin, Giselle is going to be the reason why Juan ends up leaving Robin for real because, and I won't even lean into that. Well, yes, I will. Fuck it. I'm going to lean into it. Sometimes when you have a friend that is single, mm-hmm. they will put their trauma, their insecurities, their shit on you, their bitterness on you. And I'm I'm mm, saying that you are who you become. Well, you become who you're around is mm-hmm. a bit of a stretch because I feel like, you know, I've had people on both negative and positive sides of the fence. Like I've had people around me who I feel are super positive. And when I was on my negative shit, that good shit ain't rub off on me. Right. But on the same side of the coin, when you are someone who is positive and you're around someone who's constantly complaining and they're negative, Mm -hmm. if you are not securing yourself, if you have not done the work, Mm-hmm. It is very easy for somebody else's misery to run off on you, which we talk about a lot on this show, is trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. And like I said this thousands of times, I feel like when Robin heals, her and Giselle are not going to be friends. Yeah. Unless Giselle gets her shit together. Yeah. It's really a matter of time because I feel like Robin, even in this episode, Robin seemed more rational than Giselle. Robin was pissed. Robin was on her period. Robin was complaining. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Robin wasn't really mad about the room. She just wanted a bathroom. She was fine with being a yeah. She was fine that they got the last pick. She was just like, can I get easy access to a bathroom? At least it ain't got to be in the room, but can I get, get my own? But Giselle was just like, oh, no. twin bed, crab cake on my bed. I'm like, bitch, you like are the last person who should be complaining about accommodations because you are the most least accommodating bitch in this bunch. So I feel like and if Robin only that just two episodes ago, you asked your host to pee outside at your construction site. Can we not? But you want her to, we gonna get into that because I also want to talk about the account you had to block while we're in this moment. Girl! Yeah. I mean, I'm stepping out of my Christianity cloak to get right with that home. Like, bitch, let me, we'll, we'll get there. But that was a hot topic on Twitter. People, you either on Giselle and Robin's side of, you know, complaining about the damn room or and who does that? Common sense. Right. On the side of common sense of you told Wendy you weren't coming, you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't, even if you guys came, she wasn't expecting you to come with men. So twin beds are appropriate. Y'all shared twin bed rooms before because I forgot about season fucking one with Ashley <laughs> and Ashley invited them to her and Michael's beach house and put Robin and Giselle in a twin bedroom that had no AC. And I remember that shit. So it's like, y'all not new to this. They always put you two bitches together because that's where you belong. So shut up and just enjoy your trip and not ruin it for everybody else. And that's what they did. They made that trip awkward and miserable for everyone else. Oh, we gonna touch on, I can't wait till we touch on the one part that really irked me about them mm-hmm. being on this trip. But um, I just wanna 
tiptoe because that was like your fight and you know it was our, like I was getting the urge to jump in and say something but I was like you know what princess is a big dog she can handle this shit on her it own was fine. I'm gonna let it be what it was people continue to call Wendy a horrible host and I feel like I don't know well yeah because I, I haven't been on our page today but it was a tweet that I definitely it's in our bookmarks mm-hmm. um and it just talked about like, one, y'all said y'all weren't coming. So for Wendy to even get a home that would have held you guys anyways was already her doing a step more than what I would have done. That's one. Two, you're calling her a terrible host for the second time I'm going to say it. After the both of you were just talking about her not having a place to use the restroom at, at your event. Now, where I will stand in and step up for Robin, Robin was like, nah, Giselle, I'm not with that shit. But when you got in front of the ladies, you laughed at it as if that shit was funny. So it still makes you equally as part of the problem. Mm-hmm. She knew Juan wouldn't come in. Giselle, you don't got no man. So in the event that y'all were going to come, like Wendy said y'all were, you were going to bring your bags and each other, period. You had period. Beds. It was three in there. Your leg being broken, I can understand, okay, but at the end of the day, my same side of defending Wendy is just like, you said you were not coming. To defend Wendy, Wendy says she booked that home before Giselle busted her toe. So again, Wendy is in the clear. She booked that home before you entered your big ass foot. So now you- And she didn't even really want to invite y'all because it was a couple's trip. Giselle, you are not a couple. So why would you have come anyways? And at the end of the day, if anybody should have switched out a room with you, Miss Girl, Ashley Darby could have took her ass to that goddamn bed because she was coming without her husband and Giselle you ain't got no man so if Juan would have came which we knew he wasn't he could have got Ashley Darby boom y'all made it a bigger deal than what it needed to be because Ashley specifically said y'all can use my bathroom y'all are women there was not going to be a man where Ashley was laying her head as soon have to worry about a man exactly and seeing you and your carrying your fucking tampon bag out the bathroom or you using the shower like i'm just they really made that shit so much deeper than it had to be for people who had said that they were not coming that's where i started to stop the conversation you said everything i was thinking like ashley if anybody ashley could have got her ass by that room and went to that twin bedroom and gave you want to be a throuple that bad because she's the only one who didn't have a partner there so she really would have been fine pushing them damn beds together and would have been happy hunky-dory Two, y'all are using Ashley's bathroom. So it's not like you walking around with your ass and titties out in front of everybody's husband. You're using her bathroom. You have privacy with another woman. What's the issue? I'm sure her her room was close to the twin room. So what's the problem? And then again, this bitch did not expect y'all to come. You told her, you text her, I'm not coming because I don't like your rudeness. She didn't even expect you to be there. So the fact that you even After have a place to put your badass wig is a blessing. Girl back to the bus in this dick contest between gordon and chris <laughs> but I, I it was giselle saying i don't want to see but then still peeking from behind because she, she knows she's seen one in a minute she knows she's seen one in a minute oh helpful i wanted to see it 
Eddie said he wanted to go home. He said, I want to go home. <laughs> Eddie is hilarious. His commentary, him and Dre are just like the cool, laid back. Like when I tell you like my type, like that's my type of man. A man that's just like, mm-hmm. I love Dre's I'm, voice. He's so deep. Mm-hmm. I want to like, You can have a damn drizzle. Like, yeah, like he's so big and early and deep. Like, I like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to respect your marriage. But also, Ashley saying in regards to the dick contest, I'm so happy Michael knows how to conduct himself in a group. Bitch, the way I want to throw my glass at the TV, because I instantly could name three events where that nigga did not conduct himself in front of that group. Grabbing Andrew's butt, stripping on the boat at Karen's event in season one, and um, goddamn fucking one he embarrassed you on the internet by having his ass cheeks out in another bitch hotel room let's talk exactly. about exactly like come on ashley i was like no ashley this is the one time you just keep it quiet baby we got too much footage of your man being a damn creep around the group like girl come on that up. tweet about every time somebody lied or had amnesia bravo came with the receipts yes ma'am always all season all season you said what my favorite one to date is very much so you were with jamal two years ago so when you said i'm never gonna let that go that interview lady um when they did the um confessional and giselle was talking about that podcast about how men be cheating she's like so Uh, two years ago (laughs) got her ass so good like all right so the green eye bandits leaving the house there after dinner and going to the hotel and bumbling and fumbling down the steps with her damn foot and suitcase and then one the scholar to carry her shit down the stairs girl i was like scholar you don't get in that room with dre you are too cute for this you are not and i'm so worried they two grown old ass women if they were as concerned about their safety as you are they would say they ass in the house they good so my thing was Again, that goes back to Karen saying, letting Giselle influence Robin. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, if you know that you are moody on your period and you already didn't like the person that was hosting the trip, why didn't you stay home? I don't even go places. You feel me? I love when I'm on my period. So why would I condition myself to an environment with a bitch I know I don't like on my period? I'm quick to tell my best friend, girl, I'm gonna stay home tonight. Like I'm aching, I'm cramping. So like, Robin, no one made you come. Like, I just, I don't understand that at all. Like, and my thing is you're saying you don't feel comfortable with the men in the house, but you came on a couple's trip with husbands. So you don't feel comfortable because your man was not there and because you don't have a man? What was T? It's coming. We gotta bring up how Karen got Robin ass together in the after show, sis. <laughs> what you cause what you mean you don't feel comfortable? Karen been waiting to get that shit off her chest about Robin for a minute. And it was the way she said, because I know Robin. Like she she been around Robin, she done seen the dynamic of her and Juan. And it was like, because I know Robin, and it's just the sheer idea of our husbands and marriage sickening her. You know, I think she's truly unhappy with her own relationship. I'm like, God, 
Come on, yeah. Auntie. Totally. Because we only doing this for what? Eight weeks? And mm-hmm. we didn't say it every single week. Every episode. You and Juan are not happy. And the reason why what Wendy said to you, not only was it true, but it cut so deep, is because you know it's true. It's evident. We see it. We see it, sis. Like, you and Juan are so disconnected at this point. I feel like it's very much a situation of just like, mm. if let's get married had a couple to film, refilm their video after, Jagged Edge was talking about y'all. Yeah. We ain't getting no young girl. We might as well do it. What that's not mean? a love song, my nigga. That's very much like shit. We done been kicking it this long. Might as well. That, that's your might as well proposal and it's that's exactly what their relationship is giving it's like a might as well engagement we got these two boys we've been shacking for however knows long like we might as well just go ahead and make it legal and stay where we at girl you know the way i cannot karen did not tell one single lie in the after show like know. she karen was really over them bitches i was them like, in the middle of the night is what pissed me off very because rude. one y'all live in dc or the outskirts or whatever where them in what atlanta have like the highest highest rates of trafficking mm-hmm. y'all are grown ass women mm-hmm. pitching a fit and choosing to leave at 12 a.m mm-hmm. just as time i have to come back you mean to tell me that you couldn't just stay the night there and then go to the hotel the next day? Y'all did that shit because you wanted attention. I won't even say yep. y'all. It was more of Giselle that was guiding Robin to be like, yeah, yeah, let's leave, let's right. leave. The fucking morning after, when, was it Ashley? Of course it was Ashley that called them. Yes. Um, To see where they were at. And when Giselle said like, Winnie didn't try to stop her or say anything, which lets her know that she didn't care. Bitch, you snuck out in the middle of the fucking night. Are you stupid, nigga? Eddie's dick was probably three-fourths of the way down Wendy's throat. They're on a couple's trip. My sister been off the Patron all day. Y'all bitches and showed y'all ass at the restaurant. You made me sick. So she didn't had to scuffle down some wine at the damn dinner table. Probably out when she got home because of how fucking embarrassing y'all are. And you mad that my good sis didn't come out the room with her husband Thank to you. know that y'all were leaving? Thank you, bitch. You snuck out at twelve something in the morning. Are you stupid? You acting like y'all left as soon as y'all got home. Y'all did not. Y'all wasted. edited. Y'all did not. And they made it. The, they made a the grand day. exit. Like they definitely made a grand exit, trying to get people's attention. Like even Eddie was looking out the window, and Wendy was like, just trying to do this shit for attention. Like it's just they're trying to get a moment, and I'm not giving it to him. Like I'm so happy she didn't come out that room because that's what they would have wanted her to do, and they would have wanted to tear her down. And oh, we just uncomfortable. Billy told you, I'm like, I can't with Giselle. I can't. And, and I- I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit and say this. Hmm how she tries to say that like Wendy is always aggressive and combative I'm just like but Giselle if Wendy would have came out the room and tried to stop you all you would have tried to do was argue with her about how the accommodations were just wrong from jump exactly 
I'm I don't done. there was nothing aggressive or combative about Wendy that whole trip like I, I haven't seen it yet and so if anything she's been working harder than I would have to be nice to them bitches because you would have seen combative and aggressive <laughs> like because the way y'all get in the red carpet you get in the red carpet because the way that they dismissed her from mm-hmm. the construction site podcast launch I would have been like oh well if y'all don't like the accommodations what we're not gonna do on a couple's trip is listen to the nagging and the complaining you because can- y'all said y'all weren't coming and the fact that I still came up here and welcomed you all and you greeted me with your complaints after telling me you were not coming after telling me you were not coming and then choosing to not even arrive on time let's be honest y'all only showed up because Ashley called y'all and told y'all about the drama exactly y'all came because y'all wanted to invite mess and Giselle was not going to come on her own so of course she's going to get her her lap dog Robin to come join her mm-hmm. if you don't like it I I appreciate you take this three-hour trip you can go home you don't have to stay here you don't have to be a part of it bye because you told me after y'all were being rude to me and told me that y'all wanted me to basically piss on a tree outside at your undone home Barbara the builder Mm-hmm. Go home. Wanna be they, she want to be their friend so bad I thought it was so messy of her to call them right in the middle of the damn kitchen when Wendy's sitting right there everybody's sitting right there everybody clearly trying to have a better more positive day why and then Karen girl again saying it wouldn't be a girl stripping Robin and Giselle didn't pull a stunt or do some mess <laughs> I said you better call them out every single day auntie Karen because you're not lying you're not lying though because Every trip that the girls have been on, I know for a fact, if it wasn't Robin, Giselle was definitely in the middle of some mess every single time. And it was either causing, trying to cause a divide amongst the group, trying to nitpick at somebody, trying to bully someone, bring up rumors to embarrass someone. It's always something with them trying to get more attention. So it's just, when does it stop at y'all's big ass age? And it's like what you said, I can't wait to see Robin heal. You know, and just grow the fuck up because the way she gonna cut fucking Giselle off like an umbilical cord, just like bye, bitch, like we're done. I can't wait to see that because I actually and I will, honestly like Robin. I don't like the fact you she's tied to Giselle. You took the words right out my mouth. Mm-hmm. I was literally about to say, Robin just makes me so sick because it's like she doesn't have her own identity outside of Giselle. Mm-hmm. But even with her talking to Ascala, I was just like. When you are away from Giselle, I can just stomach you so much more when you are taking accountability. She don't do it often. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I can just take you so much more whenever, Mm -hmm. like, you are not around Giselle. And I know that, like, your Mm -hmm. shit comes from, like, you just being bitter, like, period. Like, that's what it is. You need to heal. And then you'll be a lot more tolerable to me at least because I mean clearly is my that like her yeah do you think that she needs to leave Juan in order to heal because I feel like her, I don't think she's ever truly forgave him Juan mm, I think her clinging to Giselle has a lot to do with she's not happy in her relationship and again it's just trauma bonding it feels good to latch onto someone who 
almost hates men as much as I do, or, you know, have been through so much with men, it's just easier to spend time just us two together and we just nitpick at everybody else. And I think, like you said, she hasn't really, really forgiven him. And I don't think she really knows herself. I think she's always been as a kid. Exactly. I feel like a lot of times, even those women who marry, you know, professional athletes, their lives are the athletes. And unless you are determined to get your own identity aside from them, like Monique does, she like was determined to not be Chris's maid for the rest of her fucking life. She like got not mm-hmm. for lazy moms and like built her own shit. She was determined to build her own shit until you're and like, I think that. that's go ahead. No, you good. I think that's like, until Robin is able to do that one, forgive him. And then two, really try to find herself. She's not really going to be happy in her personal life and it's going to reflect in her external relationships, like friendships, whatever, whatever. And I think that's really what the problem is. And I will like to add to that. I feel like that's probably why they took such an issue with Monique because it's like, look at this woman who's married to this once high profile athlete. And it's like, girl, that's my husband, but that nigga ain't my world, bitch. Here go my business, my babies. And I'm still be out with y'all bitches on girls trips and not having to worry about whether or not Chris is at home doing some shit he ain't got no business doing. I really do feel like the root of all of their bitterness is the jealousy. Like that's, we've said that so many times, like the root of their issues is truly just them being jealous. They're not real friends. <laughs> nope. point blank here i don't think real friends are jealous of each other and if you're jealous of like y'all you're not real friends like heal from what you jealous over and then try to have a friendship because y'all not really friends to be honest yep. they don't want to have that conversation they want to keep taking right. trips together but anyway <laughs> and robin in a scholar's conversation about wendy and like i can appreciate a scholar taking Robin to the side and not doing it in front of Wendy. Me too. With Giselle right there. Mm -hmm. Making it into a whole thing because it does, like, I think I told you, like, I forgot that, like, a scholar got introduced as by Robin because of how close I've seen her and Wendy get. Mm -hmm. Forgot that she was Robin's friend. Yeah. So, (laughs) but I'm just like, you know, I appreciate the fact that Ascala did have them step away and was just kind of like, hey girl, like I feel awkward because you introduced me to this girl and like y'all are beefing. So like, would you like for me to serve as a mediator to bring y'all together? Are you open to talking to her? And I can appreciate that away from Ascala. I mean, away from Giselle. She said that she would be open to having a conversation, but she just doesn't like that. She feels like Wendy is always combative. Now that irritated me because it's like, you've been taking digs at her. Like literally been taking digs on. All she said Mm -hmm. once was that your non-existent relationship, which is fucking true. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, she got this problem with me. Oh, she felt this way. Oh, she was the Mm -hmm. happiest person. But it's like, at the end of the day, like a year has passed by in this pandemic. And she's also seen that you and Juan have dealt with one another. So that doesn't necessarily mean that she felt that way last season just because she was happy for you. Mm-hmm. Wendy, who did Wendy come on as a friend to? Or uh, knowing? Candace. 
okay, so she came on from Candace. She didn't start off as your friend. So her being happy for you was her being the new girl in the group and seeing like you and Juan finally connecting. Her getting to know you after being in the group and then feeling differently like, oh, that was some bullshit that I was celebrating. Mm-hmm. They don't really, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, people are allowed to change their opinions based upon your actions with your nigga. So mm-hmm. why do you feel like, oh, she was, happy for you she could have been happy for you in that moment and seeing that I feel like in real life some of us may go through that with some of our friends like seeing our friend find love and it's like oh my god I'm so excited for you I know what you've been through friend blah 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 I'm so happy it's so good to see you happy and then you get to know her nigga and like oh this nigga trash I don't really right. like him I Right. Him. Oh, I can tell my friend not really happy because I know my friend, mm-hmm. but that's also not your place to step in and say something. So yep. then when you attack my relationship that's actually intact, I'm going to let you know how the fuck I feel. Mm-hmm. Period. I 100% agree. And you brought up a very good point because I don't feel like I don't get disingenuous from Wendy. I feel like Wendy was truly happy for Wendy at her proposal, you know, in that event and was happy to see the union or whatever but I think people are allowed to change their minds they're allowed to like develop a new opinion based on what they right and have new revelation down the line like y'all aren't static so her opinion is not going to be static as well and I feel like with Giselle and Robin they have this tendency to poke 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 at somebody and if that person is just calm and nice and they let it roll off like water on the duck's back they keep poking they just keep going like bitch you know and then when you you react when you jump back you combative and aggressive because I will say when Candace first got on the show Candace was not Candace was calm but then they started coming at her about her mom paying for everything they started coming at her about the brown dick they started coming at her about her mom controlling her life and I think Candace just got sick of it she was like Monique and Ashley actually told her you need to jump back at these women and I think when she started jumping back she might have jumped back a little too much but then at that point when she started jumping back oh kid stop being so aggressive you're doing too much you're being dramatic and it's like bitch what am I supposed to do because you're coming from my mama my man my finances like at what point is enough enough but when people do it when they do it it's never an issue when they do it to never. other people it's like oh and the crazy part about it is most of it is a reaction because I could genuinely remember at one point liking Candace those days are long over they'll probably never come back Mm -hmm. but you know I can definitely understand that's why like with that other page who blocked us I'm just like I haven't always hated Candace but right with with her and Monique the way she started acting towards Ashley about the like girl okay like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she started she got annoying but she wasn't I think but I think it's like the curse of this group like she got conditioned to just bark and and Mm -hmm. run her mouth too much I don't think that's really Candace with her close friends and I really feel that I don't think that's really how she operate like with women off camera people that she's known for a while went to college with I think in this group it's like fight or flight you either a bitch or you gonna bite back and sometimes you know, people may not have the emotional maturity to know how much to bite Candace because mm-hmm. she grew up in a traumatic ass household. So she already has shit going on in her heart and mind as it is. Right. And so for her, she's like, I'm gonna defend to the fucking end. Like I'm gonna just bite to hurt. Right. And, and that's like the dynamic of this group. You don't, you just don't know what you're gonna get back, you know? And I think, I don't know, it's just, 
you never know how people are gonna take it. You never know how people are gonna react to it. And I think that's just housewife. And speaking of not knowing how to take shit, Mia not knowing how to take the correct message back. I'm about <laughs> sick of her. I just said this. <laughs> it's like the fourth time. And if it was the squid games or telephone, Mia would be dead. <laughs> She'd be dead. She like girl, like. And to me, I felt like that was messy. Like you just got out of a situation with Candace mm-hmm. where both of y'all were wrong. Yeah. And then you turn around, sis, and you even wronger. She backpedaled out of it. She fixed it real quick. She was like, oh, if I'm wrong, I can be woman enough to say that I'm wrong. Bitch, stop, stop carrying yeah. on. It was just kind of like, and when Robin was like, what did I say? But you know, I feel like Giselle and Robin, and they showed it even more in this episode, they are definitely intimidated or afraid of Mia in some way, because had that been anybody else that did that shit, Giselle and Robin's confession would have been rah, rah, rah. With Mia, it was just like, oh, Mia's so crazy. I Mia got that's so funny. No, baby, it would have been shit show if it would have been somebody else that did it. I literally was like, this just got glossed over so easy. Like, I thought it was going to be more of a thing. But they, I don't know what it is about Mia that has them a little tongue-tied. Afraid of, they see, this is, can I just put this out here? Mm-hmm. The fact that Mia has been so open with who she is and the fact that, like, you know, I feel like Mia comes from this raunchy background I think the reason why they don't feel threatened to see, threatened in a sense to see Mia where she's at is because it's like, if that bitch ever tried me, I'ma just come for how how she presented herself to us. Mm-hmm. Yes, she has a husband, she has this and she has that. But then I feel like in the back of their mind, because that's something that they always bring up is like, oh, he got her out the strip club. Mm-hmm. Whereas they had this collegiate and this historic and my dad is the, is the first black this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they hold on to that. So mm-hmm. yeah, Mia is living her life and she's successful. So I don't want to come for her. But if that bitch ever got a line, I'm gonna remind her where the fuck her husband found her from. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's what I get. Very from. much elitism in class. Yep. In my opinion. Yep. They wait for that. Because it's like we know we can't shit on her for where she's at because we do see that she's a boss ass bitch and she does work hard. You but the that way bitch. we feel like she ach- achieved that is different. So I definitely get intimidation when it comes down to Mia from Giselle and Robin. Mm. Like they definitely tiptoe around it and they're a lot more easier on Robin mm-hmm. than they are on the other women. I see that and too. I hate that color. And I just said something about this. Also, like I hate that colorism keeps getting brought up mm-hmm. because I don't necessarily know that it's that per se with the women. Mm-hmm definitely in the way that andy approached it but it's just like it just brings me back to like you know i mean monique is lighter than me but i guess to them she's still considered a dark-skinned woman wendy is considered a dark-skinned woman candace is considered a dark-skinned woman and they do identify a lot of them as being aggressive and i really hope that andy ass touches on that during the fucking reunion you think andy's a colorist Girl, I know he elitist as hell for the way that he tried to come at Monique. Like he's elitist. He's very he's much, not making that money. He's a rich white gay man. He's very much elitist. I don't know if he's a colorist. Um, but we're gonna definitely tell. We're gonna see during this. I want to see it because I feel mm-hmm. like it's probably gonna get brought up because Wendy don't let shit go by. She gonna bring yep. it up, <laughs> and I hope she does. Yep. And I want to see how Andy gives room for that form to happen because I don't. I don't want him to gloss over that, and that's what I'll yep. be. Up. Or, 
Um, yep. Let's get into this piss gate because Robin said somebody was pissing on the floor. What? <laughs> Auntie Karen's commentary said, I know it was Robin. Robin pissed on the damn floor. Robin did. I know Robin did. And my thing is, where did that go you from? You mentioned like men peeing on the floor, but it's like these are grown ass husbands. So I felt like that was kind of like a jab at them. Like, girl, shut the fuck up. Just say you didn't want to be there. Like, girl, what the fuck are you even talking about? Because you acting like grown-ass men don't know how to hold their pee. Like, are you stupid? What bathroom was she using? Because she was supposed to be using Ashley. So is Ashley pee on the floor? Like, whose husband's dick was you trying to see, Robin? Because it shouldn't have been no penis in Ashley's bathroom unless she was sharing a bathroom with somebody else connected to another room. The math ain't mathing. The math ain't math. Somebody, I think I'm with Karen. Robin did it. Robin pissed on the <laughs> Robin pissed on the floor. But I do appreciate how Wendy also took time to point out how Giselle is a mean girl and she's a bully. Because I don't think enough people stand up to Giselle for me. In the history of when she said that, I said yes. It very much y'all Mario video. Yes. <laughs> yes. She don't get her ass like beat on enough for me. I don't think enough people stand up to her enough. And I think she's met her match with Wendy because Wendy don't give a damn about Giselle. Wendy, I want you to apologize to Monique. I think once she does never, it, I'll be I'm, all the way happy. I'm never going to let it go. I'm never going to let it go because everything that Monique has said about these evil ass women is exactly what they're putting Wendy's ass through this season. Yeah. Apologize to Monique, Wendy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Meeting adjourned. Um, Ashley constantly saying she's so happy that she didn't bring Michael. Yada yada yada. She's so happy. My, I'm so happy Michael's not here, bitch. We all happy Michael's not here. We all happy. You know Michael what I bring his wrinkly dick ass on this trip. We all happy he's not here to get drunk and flirt with everybody's husband. We all happy he stayed his ass home. We all happy he in the club while your kids at home. We all happy. We all happy because none of us want to see his damn face any. Oh, girl. That's one of the creepy ass men I can't stand. Girl, what are you talking about, Michael? Girl, as open as G is with him and Mia's sexuality, Michael would have been trying to figure out how he can get the day wrong. And I'm going to leave it at that. It's my go. It's my go. Open the door. And my thing is, that's another thing that's common between Ashley, Robin, well, I can't even include Giselle because she ain't even got no goddamn man. <laughs> well, the times that she did have, it's like, y'all are very insecure in your relationships. Very so for you to keep bringing up your husband and saying like, oh, well, I'm glad that he... Girl, you are not happy. I'm Michael so happy. Is Michael. He, is, he is trying to be on to the next young thing. Okay? I know every day he hate that he had them two kids with Ashley. Shut up, Cece. I'm like, and that's like just being real with your ass. Like, with your ass. you had the real cheating allegation saying that he wouldn't do that. And we're going to get to the next week's preview because Mia, I said, I know that's right. But, you know, but you hit on something very important because I don't think Michael is happy. I feel like he, because he low key was dragging his feet to have kids with Ashley anyway. Mm -hmm. I feel like he gave them to her to shut her up to make her simmer down, give her something, give her a project, so to speak. Yeah. Because she was like getting bored in that damn house doing yoga, 
on that patio, she was getting tired, you know, she was getting tired of reading blogs and she wanted something that can give her purpose every day. So he was like, here, bitch, take this. Dude. Not even that. He needed something to give her ass something to think about. So yeah, he can't worry about her. So he can't worry about sneaking out the bitches. He can be on the street. Exactly. So I feel like Ashley, I don't like her, but I will say she's very transparent about their relationship. So I feel like it's going to come out about, you know, what they're dealing with. But we'll get into that with the predictions. But I do feel like it's going to come out that he's not happy. And I honestly, I, I would love that. I feel like I would like Ashley more when she's divorced. I think she would have too much free time on her hand, kind of. But I feel like I'd like to see her just, you know, get her groove back. You know, I feel like Michael has her in shackles and she's just trying to, she's always trying to defend Michael's fucking reputation. That's a full-time job because you know, he stay in the blogs. He stay in the streets of Potomac. He stay, you know, in the clubs and them gay clubs, I'm sure. And it's just, I know it's a lot on her every day to try to just, you know, remedy his reputation, try to cover up, try to be the strong wife. I'm so happy Michael's out here because I love Michael. And we, here's our family portrait in my room. Like girl, it's, it's given like staged and performative. We all know Michael's a freak. We all know he's a creep. You can stop the act. Just blink twice if you want to get a bite. Just let us know. Like, we'll get you a bite of that. Listen, listen. I'm done. This part warmed my heart because I don't, I hate Candace. I don't really care for Mia. I've expressed that, but I could appreciate the sincerity in this moment. But what tripped me out was Lindy being like, since you want to fix some shit, fix your shit. Because it's no talking about what it's no talking about it with these two. Yeah. They're saying you can't talk to me. It's no talking about it with them. So fix your shit. Don't bring me into this. Have your kumbaya moment with Candace. And they did. It was really beautiful. I felt like it was very sincere, like you said. I felt like because I didn't see that coming. I I saw an attempt coming, but not Mm -hmm. a successful attempt. And so for them to both kind of break down and like Candace open up and talk with her inside voice and say, you know, this hurt me because X, Y, Z. And Mia said, well, this hurt me because X, Y, Z. And they both were able to apologize. I just thought that was very yeah. big of them and very long overdue, you know. I don't know how long it's going to last. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know. But I feel like it might last longer than we think. Because, you know, once, the only person I feel like Candace doesn't make up with well is Ashley. But typically, yeah. if she, like, you know, apologize, whatever, she does a good job if it's, she likes you deep down she knows how to move on and I think it just struck a chord with her because her career her singing career is very new and it is a sensitive thing creatives are very sensitive about their work so I think she just like cut me a deep because she was very offended about that and so I just I yeah. think there's hope for them to move on what'd you say I said the music's not good though Candice it's not I'm sorry yeah, it's know. not good Every week I feel like we, we mock her singing. I'm not doing this with you this week. <laughs> it's not good, Candace Braxton. I'm sorry. Moving on. So the bus ride. Ashley and G. Ashley was just being overly fucking sensitive. Oh, I'm trying to get some sleep away from my kids. Then bitch, you should have stayed home. Like everybody knows that G's personality is joking and like. I'm just not understanding why Ashley took a moment to make that so personal. And then, of course, bitter ass Giselle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was inappropriate. Well, that was more so on the after show clip. But it's just mm-hmm. like, right. 
you can just tell that G just has a fun personality. And I can understand sometimes they're like, all right, you doing a lot, calm yeah. down. But yeah. not enough for you to have a whole damn fit. Like what you was having, like, girl, like, it was a lot. I'm not understanding. Can I just be in this corner? And then when G realized she was getting serious, she was like, oh, I'm about to keep poking her ass even more. Because <laughs> it's like, that nigga is playful. You can't take anything he says serious. And if you don't know that by now, like, just yeah. go home. Because I, I, I didn't, when I was watching it, I didn't understand why she was so, she was getting so antsy. I was like, what's happening here? Because I'm not taking it the way that she's taking it. Like, I understand if you grumpy and trying to get sleep, you're like, man, leave me alone. But then at that point, I'm just going to go to sleep and I'm going to let you talk. Like, I'm not going to keep because right. I know how you are. I'm just not going to give it to you. I'm tired. I'm going to go back to sleep in my little corner. But she just kept like, what are you doing? Just let me. I was like, what, what, what's going on? Needing with? a moment. Needing a moment. She wanted a reason to not like them. And I think because, you know, she was screaming over that lettuce. I know her. I spend time with her. And now she like has this major issue with her husband. And you know what you called it because the watch what happens live when she chose Chris as the couple's vacation, like party person or like the, the vibe. I'm like, Gordon clearly carried this trip. He the reason why I'm still watching his motherfucking trip to be honest with you. And so that kind of put a little antenna on our head. Like, why was she, he's the obvious choice. And now I know why, because he rubbed her the wrong way on the damn bus. And then Mia, meanwhile, Mia let me, let me not even put that on Gordon, but like, meanwhile, he's literally the black version of your husband. Your husband is the Tina Turner of last season. So I'm just confused as to how you think, because I would definitely take Gordon over Michael Darby and it ain't no white versus black thing. No. I feel like G's perverted jokes are not in a manner in which I feel like I would need to lock my room door be in the same house as G. He respects Mia and will not engage in anything that Mia does not condone. Whereas Michael Darby don't give a fuck about how you feel. And he gonna do what the fuck Michael Darby gonna do because Michael Darby pays the bills. And Ashley is just the motherfucking handsman. Period. You hit on something consent because me and G kind of freaky now. You saw that clip. They're a little freaky. Mm-hmm. But the, the difference is he only does things she consents to. Michael be in the street without you knowing about it. So there's the difference there. And then everybody know, like also Michael do creepy shit. Nobody laugh. G does creepy shit. Everybody like they laugh at it because they know he's not gonna like try to get in your room. Right. Do some weird, try to grab your ass and your, your husband not looking like, yeah. Michael has literally invaded people's physical space, grabbing men's asses on at least two occasions on camera. So it's like, it's, it's apples and oranges, boo, because it's not the same type of personality. It's not the same type of man. And it's not the same type of character. So you can't sit here and act like he's just so inappropriate. You're like, nah, geez, good people. That nigga's just an old nigga who get drunk. Go to a black cookout. You'll find 10 G's, okay? <laughs> You'll find 10 I'll, That's very mean, but I'm gonna leave it alone. <sighs> the preview let's get to the mother in preview bitch the preview was good as fuck honey ashley and g continuing to get into it when mia got her ad got on her ass where's your husband he's with the kids you sure is he i said boom 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 but you know that tiktok music is it doom, doom, doom. <laughs> i said oh that's where we're taking it girl she took it you the know, first thing ashley is going to say i had your back when she threw those two pieces of lettuce on that's you that's what she gonna say child 
how bitch you just you said you knew me shut up like i don't i didn't need you mia carried her own she didn't need ashley's little squeaking ass voice in the background ashley just has a very sensitive Big spot. Dog, dog. thank you i didn't comparison ashley has a very sensitive spot about michael and she always will which i think she's just divorced that damn trust me but i was very much here for mia getting in that ass this is the time where I was like, yes, Mia, bite. Because Ashley coming for her husband. And yeah, G messing with me on the bus. G said, what bus? <laughs> and this is what I mean. You can't say nothing. He can't take nothing. He say serious because the nigga gonna forget. Like he he don't care. He don't hold it. Like he don't hold stuff like that. He just it's a joke to him. So it's like, I'm gonna move on. That's why he's like, what the fuck so, you got what bus ride? Like <laughs> and I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people saying like how there was no petitions or anything being started when Ashley made that rude ass comment about G having Alzheimer's. Ageism. Like that's a real thing that people deal with. But that okay, girl, cool. you but bitch, your husband the same age as G. So what are you talking about? That's why my looks older. When she said that, I was like, I know Ashley fucking lying. Because you know, they may be the same age, but like you said, Michael look older than G. At least G, you know, because you know black don't crack. And it's like, girl. That she keep hopping, hopping in fights that she don't belong in. Like she keep hopping in fights where she's going she's to. Not, she's not gonna learn until somebody really drag her ass. And you know, this might be jumping ahead for predictions, but I really wonder if Bravo is gonna bring someone else in that's gonna be a match for Ashley, or it might just be Mia. I would. I want that might be the next season of Mia getting on Ashley ass all the time. I would love for Ashley to have a Monique and Giselle moment at the reunion. Like somebody bring a binder, somebody just come and read her from head to light skin toe. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. I want to just, just bring, cause you know, when Monique did it, I just to Giselle, I was so happy. I was just like, oh, this feels so good. <laughs> cause Giselle's face, That's I was like, she needs it. Like she need to get smacked back to reality. Cause your marriage is not perfect. And I'm not saying that your marriage- It's not even good. Right. I'm not saying like it's okay if marriages have problems, but your marriage is like is in hell, you know. So it's like you having all this commentary about someone else's marriage or someone else's husband, it's a fight that you have no league in. Like you you don't belong here. Okay, because you're been in hell since day one. At all. At all. all. Mia, Mia, oof. And it was just that little, that little sting. Like Mia just got them one word. Honest that just like oh just not daddy that's like she be so charismatic with it you see like damn bitch okay snap back can we, can we talk about i'm so you know makeup artists and i just have to have a very real moment i could tell that you probably had like some cystic acne or something under i am not gonna lie i was not expecting mia to be that fucking gorgeous without her makeup Oh, okay. Okay. Her fresh face gives. Yeah, she's very gorgeous. I actually prefer Mia without makeup Me too. than whoever she has doing her makeup. She looks she really looks pretty. Very bad. refreshed mm-hmm. and just youthful and just gorgeous. Like, oh, wow, Mia. All she needed was some lashes and some lip gloss. She was given. Honestly. Yeah. I, I, I did a double take. I was like, she looks really good with no makeup. Like, yeah, I'm fresh face. very refreshed. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that like women look bad without makeup, like just being no. honest. But it's just like because I could tell she didn't have like some the way I can so I can say this as a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes there's some women who just don't wear makeup well because the people who are doing their makeup are over fucking doing it mm-hmm. you should always look like an enhanced version of yourself not a completely different person and yeah. I feel like whoever does Mia's makeup makes her look so strong mm-hmm and she really has a very nice and youthful face. Yes, baby, the contour is giving hard. Okay, <laughs> it's Stoner's pizza slice. <laughs> and she doesn't need that type of. She doesn't. That contour is giving very different. much Paul's Drag Race. Yeah, and and as someone who has done makeup for film, I do understand that when someone is being photographed, you do have to do makeup a lot heavier because of the lighting. I could go on about that forever. This is not a makeup lesson. I'm just here to just talk from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. But you do have to use a lot more makeup when someone is on film or photography because of the way that lighting will wash you out. Yeah. Somebody is doing too much on me. Mm-hmm. That's true. That that contour is like is 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 fair. Very strong, and it's, it's like she's so fucking gorgeous. She doesn't need all that. She really is. And I'm like, like I was just like, what? her makeup got to stop. They got to stop. Yeah, like, Miss Mamas, is the face is there? Okay, the material. I I she's just so, had to touch everything. On. Like she's so pretty. I had to talk about that while we were on that no, no, girl. No. Your favorite people. Ashley said, you like this? (laughs) Michael said, Michael said, "Mm, bitch, no, get off me. I'm getting a bit uncomfortable. (laughs) That was, it was so gross to me. Like, it felt like I was watching, like, my grandma and my grandpa. Like, even Ashley just said, she just gave me old vibes. Like, it was like she was having a hard time getting on his lap. Like everything just felt old and geriatric. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like that I had to see that. And I hope that clip is not that long next week. It caught me off guard. I was like, oh God. <laughs> it was gross. It was getting very much nursing home. And I want to see how she reacts to him saying he's uncomfortable, to be honest. And for Michael Creepy ass to say that you're making him uncomfortable, you definitely was not doing your thing. I think we're, and then, you know, her in in counseling or therapy talking about how when she initiates like sexual intimacy with him, whatever, whatever, he doesn't seem like he's into it. I think we're getting close to the part that I saw in the season preview where she's going to be crying or something like that in the hallway or whatever. Like, I don't know, I think we're getting getting to the part like we always do every season. It's always some Ashley and Michael, you know, marital drama. And I think we're getting to the point where it's like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. They really got some shit going on. And I want to Michael is he's not in that marriage no more. He's probably gonna divorce her. She probably wouldn't even be the one to do it. He's probably gonna divorce her. Damn, I should say that for my prediction, but that wouldn't be like next week. That's just like in general. But I can very much see Michael being over it. And I also feel like when your man, especially someone who is married to you, is no longer concerned with being sexual with you, he's mm-hmm. definitely cheating, or he has well, or both. He's cheating and he has mentally and emotionally checked out of the relationship. Because one thing about it, he ain't gonna ever turn down no free, unpressed coochie. Ever. Ever. Unless he done made a whole life somewhere else or completely off you. I'm just saying. Have fun, Ashley. I'm just saying. I feel like a man who truly loves you 
and wants the marriage is gonna want to still jump your bones you know what I'm saying I just feel like Mm -hmm. he only gonna be thinking about you so I don't know I just do you think the reunion like as soon as the reunion she would announce something like that or no you know, well, I don't think I don't think so because the clips I've seen her, I think they're still together. So probably not. Maybe next season. Mm, I was supposed to say I feel like at the reunion, she might be announcing that her and Mike are going through like legal separation while they figure some that, shit out. Or- maybe that, but I don't think a divorce announcement. You know, they good for separating for three months, child. That's what they do every season. So I I'm um, surprised. Um yeah. the best for last, the Giselle kids are faves. I cannot think of the other twins' name. I think it's what Angel is one of the names, right? Grace. Angel. Right. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember. Don't don't worry, I got Google. Okay. Appreciate you. Baby, the way they gathered her ass. Like with a straight face. They don't be playing in Giselle's face at all. Adore. There you go. Angel and Adora, the twins, and then Grace. Them kids, baby, them kids, like, we ain't got much to look up to because my daddy is a hoe and you can't keep no men. So what's T? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're looking up the little baby and Jada. Because... <laughs> and Grace was the ringleader since that y'all don't give us much to look forward to I love the fact that I feel like Grace is just like they keep the honesty with Giselle's ass and I'm just like I can't wait for these children to speak on her character and to admit that Giselle is a mean girl because you know what's crazy I like Giselle the mom Mm -hmm. I hate Giselle the friend Mm mm-hmm I hate the Giselle, the dating Giselle. Like, like anything outside of those children, I do not care for Giselle. Mm-hmm. But I Never love the relationship that she has cultivated with her kids. And mainly it's because the kids feel that safety and protection to get on her ass. Like, baby, when she, y'all don't give us much to look forward to. Mm. And she was like, wow, I didn't know some things need to change. And it's like, yeah, bitch, it's you. You need to change. That's a good point. I do think she creates an open forum for them. I don't think mm-hmm. she's like, I don't, I don't know if I feel like she spent enough time with them because there was a time like in the franchise where the girls felt like she wasn't spending enough time with them and just felt like she wasn't giving them atten- enough attention maybe. And then there was a time also where they said she's nicer when she's dating someone. Like that's like, your motherhood shouldn't depend on if you got a man in your life. So I, I, I haven't seen enough of her motherhood to be a you know a fan of it but I will say I'm not it's not my fave like I wouldn't say oh mother of the year Giselle oh Oh, but that's the preview you guys that's all we have for today moving on to what's tea what was said so weedy are we gonna that's the tweet of the week ain't it oh yeah my bad my bad (laughs) y'all are we doing two questions yes okay um so the first question is do you feel like you should make extra accommodations for lingering slash last minute parties while hosting a trip my answer hell it depends for me because i am 
I'm a big hostess. I love to host. You'll learn that about me. Like I, I roll out the red carpet for my guest. So it depends on the relationship. If we don't have no beef, I'm gonna try to. Okay, yeah. You. you know, I don't. I'm gonna try to make it work. I'm gonna find you an air mattress, a sleeping bag. We're gonna get something together for you. You know, but if mm-hmm. we are not in a good place, I don't like you. You don't like me. It's not my problem. You know, you're gonna fend for yourself at that point because I don't feel like it's my responsibility to go out of my way for you when we're just not in that place where I feel like that's that's the behavior that we have. That's that's the the routine. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like you would do that for me. And so I'm just gonna treat you how I expect to be treated and just leave it there. I'm gonna be cordial, but I'm not going to like break my back to make sure you got a room, a bathroom, a butler, like, you know, breakfast. You're gonna do what you do. You're gonna do yourself, period. Now, so, I can agree with that token. It depends on the relationship. And I guess if I said hell no, because it's like, if I don't like you, like, okay, I feel like I tweet this a lot. I don't entertain people or things in my spaces that no. I do not care. So the reason why I say hell no is because you wouldn't even be around me if I don't care for you. And I say that because it's like, it's a difference from like, if I'm coming to your home and you have a friend that I don't particularly care for, we're in your shit. And in that case, like what we said, when it came down to um, keeping the peace, which Candace did not do for the last two episodes, um, I would still be able to be cordial and to like try my best to not let my buttons be pushed and ruin my friend's event. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's some shit I'm hosting, you're not even coming. I don't give a fuck right. what Bravo. Exactly. I want these around me. So how much you need to dock my pay or theirs for not being present? Because I don't want these bitches around me. Mm-hmm. Like, is that where I can see myself literally developing a legal case if I have to be around them? It's not happening. Like, I'm not going to invite you on a trip that I'm hosting if I don't like you. Like, I, I'm not going to go on a trip with people I don't like. I will never do that. I'm not going to spend my money to congregate with a bitch for three to five days that I can't stand. I'm not going to put myself through that. Spend my money. I'm going to enjoy my vacation, period. Especially not one who just told me to piss at a construction site. Every time somebody that has something real. to say about Wendy, I'm going to always bring that point. <laughs> the same way every time Wendy goes through something with these women, I'm always going to bring Monique up. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget about it. I'll never forget about it. That's just what it is. You wouldn't you wouldn't be coming. So no, I'm not gonna accommodate you. I want Monique back. I want Monique to back. But I feel like she has pulled a Drea where it's like, y'all bitches have pushed me to a point in no return. I'm good. I'm gonna just run my shit that I got over here and be out. Yeah, that's what I feel like too. Would I love her to come back? Yes. I mean, I can give two shits about Drea. Drea did do like a little bye bitches to basketball wives. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. So the next what's tea question actually came about while we were in the middle of just discussing this. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that your parent that the example that your parents set for a relationship plays a part in the way that you date or how you form relationship with romantic partners? I do. I feel like so this is a two-part answer for me because I feel like it does, but I feel like when you realize it does, you need to get healing because in my last relationship, towards the end of it, I realized I was like, no shade mama, but I was becoming the bad version of my mom. My mom 
got healing and became a better person, but I was becoming like old Belinda, you know what I'm saying? The, the unhealed mommy. And I was like, I love you, mom, but I'm, I see I'm developing these patterns that I saw growing up of like, you know, just the, you know, unforgiveness, arguing and grudges and just like, I don't want to be like that. Like, I'm not trying to be that way in a relationship with someone that I care about, even mm-hmm. just any relationship. And so when I, when it clicked for me, I saw it. Cause you know how you have those moments. Of, I, I, I'm thinking like my damn mom. I just have an epiphany. I need to go to Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> you have like an epiphany that you sound like your mom or you sound like, you know, your dad or whatever. And it's like, I don't like this. I don't want to be this. Like, I don't want to be that version of her. I, I want to be the new version, of course, but I don't want to be, I want to be a peeled princess, you know? Yeah. And so when I realized that I was like, okay, we need to, eventually that relationship ended shortly thereafter. And I was able to go through my own healing of like, what was I trying to heal from? What trauma I confronted my mom, I confronted my dad. I had those difficult mm-hmm. conversations about, this is what I saw, right. about, this is what I picked up on. I don't want to be like this. And so we need to have a different relationship where I feel comfortable talking about the things that I grew grew up with and was uncomfortable with. And so I had to go through like three and a half years of healing and, you know, looking in the mirror, a lot of praying and crying before I felt like I was becoming a healed, I was a healed princess and I was in a place where I was happy and I was ready to date again. And then of course I met that amazing man, but we, that ain't, I love it. That I'm ain't overnight. That ain't my mom. Okay. And had I met him like three and a half years ago, I would have ruined it because I would have been just a bitter bitch. I would have been a Giselle and ran him off. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, parents don't realize how their relationships, you know, you're watching the kid like a little camera and you're recording that shit mentally. And it comes back when you're 25, 23, 21, 18. And that shit bites you in your ass. And you're like, God damn, like, <laughs> I thought I, you know, I didn't, this didn't bother me. I thought I grew up and mm-hmm. I got over this. And it's like, no, that shit records and it plays back when you are triggered by a new person. Girl, girl. Girl, the healing wasn't fun, but bitch, I'm happy I healed. <laughs> you know? Right, so, right. <laughs> so I would definitely have to say that it definitely does play a part. And I feel like, because of the way that my parents' relationship damaged me. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were married when I was born. They didn't necessarily have the best relationship before they had me. And so having to watch my parents divorce, and I'll never forget the night that me and my mom left my dad. Sorry, girl, for telling your business, but it is my story. So it's my business too. Facts. But I feel like I'll never forget the night that my mom left my dad. Like I specifically remember laying next to him in a bed the mask was on the tv because me and my dad both had the bad habit I broke out of of like watching tv until we went to sleep and my mom had already packed her shit and just like she was out and she woke me up was like you want to go to your grandma's house and I'm like shit yeah my granny got the snacks still to this day pack this shit up (laughs) I'm going to just go like stay the night at my grandmother's house but like my mom packed her shit up and never again and being three years old mm-hmm. I remember I think that is so real like, my mom has always said like, that's just so crazy how vivid your memory is mm-hmm. from being so young but I felt for so many years like had I never agreed to my mom to do that then my parents will still be together mm-hmm. and you know I did sports and shit growing up my parents there were 
literally, I want to say probably my senior night when I was graduating at football season, my graduation and prom were the only three major events out of all the sports that I've played, seeing my parents in the same space and still them not being able to like get alone or be cordial or fake the funk for mm-hmm. me. Right. So I feel like when it came down to dating, I wasn't that girl that dated in high school because I'm like, I kept thinking about the fact that like, if I date these guys, obviously, you know, girls, people was fucking when I was in middle school, but I'm like, if I started dating someone like, they're going to want to have sex. And like, if they have, they want to have sex. What if, you know, something happens and mm. like, you know, cause niggas ain't have abortion money when they were in high school. <laughs> I mean, my Not parents might've had it, but they might've had made my ass learn that lesson for being mm. fast. But right. I'm just like, you know, I start dating somebody, they're going to want to have sex. And if they become sexually active, what if they get me pregnant? And then, you know, I know at some point my mom had to have loved my dad. And I just don't want to raise my child feeling the same pain that I felt from having divorced parents growing up because I've seen a lot of shit from mm-hmm. dealing with them. Like it really did scar me in the way in which I dealt with men mm-hmm. and feeling like I was being like overprotective of myself because I, at the end of the day, even so now as a wrong person, I don't really think that that's a bad attribute that I have. It's just like, I'm very particular about who I date and the type of men I give my energy to mm-hmm. because I always think about the fact that like, if this nigga got me pregnant, now let me tell you something, I'm pro-choice. So Chop. something happened. We gonna dock me that little motherfucker up out of here. Bitch, oh. right now, I'd be like, nigga, be careful. <laughs> okay, I'd be on the birth control pill. <laughs> popping that shit like but I'm just like you know for me I just always consider the fact that like if this person had to father my child even if we did not stay together what type of healthy relationship would you cultivate for my kid because I truly do feel like I suffered and as a grown person I'm spending a lot of money on therapy Mm-hmm. undoing the trauma that may not have even been intentionally caused by my parents but just from me watching and seeing how their shit transpired it definitely took an effect on me as to how I date and the type of men that I choose and to even go a step further because I really don't care about telling his business mm-hmm. I feel like I've started to well no because even in my last life I feel like the men that I have dated, there's been remnants of my father in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And like, just that's let's natural just though. Quick here. I feel like, you know, my dad is the type of parent that when he's wrong, mm-hmm. he does not know how to truly apologize. Mm-hmm. His way of trying to apologize is just by trying to like jump back into like your life and he wants to buy you things and just give you things and not really be like you know what I was a fucked up person for doing that shit it's like it's always been that and I've had to learn like I am not someone who you can buy over because when my dad did that it didn't heal the pain that he caused me Mm -hmm. I need you to apologize to me I need you to change and if you cannot change I still love you but it's going to be from a distance because I've worked too hard to be this woman that I am and I'm not gonna let you destroy that I'm sorry and I'm not 100% like on my highest vibration but I'm damn close if the meter is at 100% I'm at like 86 and that's just me real 
but I've noticed that like the men that I've dated in the past when they would do shit they would try to like buy my affection back or like buy their forgiveness and it's just like no nigga I need you to stand in what you did and change or I'm out so I feel like once I did go through the therapy of healing because unfortunately it did take a heartbreak for me to land my ass into therapy mm-hmm. and I'm like how the fuck do we go from talking about this nigga hurting my feelings and me really spiraling out of control and also I had lost my stepfather a year prior to me getting my heart broken mm-hmm. like a year prior to and it's like how do we go from talking about this to talking about my fucking parents Girl. but when therapists like let's talk about where all this shit started out i'm we're like to, we're gonna have to stop recording so i can tell you some news but i gotta stop recording but we'll, we'll keep going but it just yeah, remind me we'll talk remind about me. Over, but yeah like i just feel like everything in your adulthood whether you realize it or not is tied to the relationship that's set with your parents and I feel like I don't even want to get emotional because why do I feel like I want to cry but I feel like that's why I am so passionate and emotional that's why I'm so passionate and so sensitive towards kids and like even though I do plan to have my own kids I do want to adopt because it's that Pisces shit that savior complex that I that wanted to I wanted to but then complex, I said like, yeah, I'm not adopting I'm just gonna have yeah. about three kids just go. I'm just like you know what I've gone through and what I've experienced and being able to understand that healing does come when you are truly committed to being your best self and it's not ever going to be pretty especially when you've gone through shit that has truly hurt you it doesn't have to be as traumatic as being raped or some shit like that that you have to heal from sometimes family truly does just break your heart Mm -hmm. and I'm still going through that right now with my dad as a grown-ass woman and like I think that until I truly heal my relationship with him I'm kind of good on dating Mm -hmm. because I don't want a nigga to come into my life and feel like I need him to take up for the love that I feel like I'm not getting from my dad Mm -hmm. and I feel like it takes a grown-ass woman to admit that Mm -hmm. because of my last relationship me and my dad was still good but Mm -hmm. it was like so much about what happened this last time that transpired really showed me like You need to get through that and get to a place where you're okay mm-hmm. before you can even think about dealing with a man romantically again. Mm-hmm. So, one thousand percent. I know I gave y'all a long winded answer, but like one thousand, I truly do feel like your relationship with your parents or your parents' relationships with one another definitely does affect how you date because I'm just like I seen the toxic shit and I don't want to repeat that. And when I find myself getting like my parents it's like it's time for me to let you go you have to heal from that you have to facing it in awareness is the first step for real and then there is doing the groundwork and you know what's so crazy I was talking to my mom about therapy and we'll talk about this off the grid as well but I I'm an advocate for therapy but I tell people you need to one have a strong support system or be strong enough to support yourself mm-hmm. because you're going to therapy about one thing and they gonna snatch out some shit that's directly correlated with why you react to shit the way you react to it and therapy is terrible before it gets better yeah and the best part about it is just like you can vent to your friends all day long because you're when you got real friends let me say that they want what's best for you they have your best interests at heart but 
when you're going to a complete stranger and they're able to pull shit that triggers you, like that's literally therapy's <laughs> job. Exactly. Because they don't know you and they can take it for face value and let you know what they're getting. And then it's like, well, hmm, what yeah. was your relationship like with your dad? Or what was your relationship like with your mom? How did that happen? So I was talking to my mom about it. And I'm just like, girl, until you're really ready to heal, I think as much as I push for therapy, you need to hold that shit off. Yeah. Because you need to really be ready to be real in order to heal. And I will say, like, not even just get emotional, but like, I'm never going to talk down on my ex, like ever. Mm-hmm. But that was probably the most healthiest relationship until it was not, and not to my own doing, more of him having to fight his own demons. Mm. Because I'm like, you really combated a lot of shit that you had going on internally with your mom. With your dad, my mom was also in a relationship, so she was one less person I really had to worry about. But it's just like, when you have somebody show up for you, like I tell people all the time, like my ex is the reason why a nigga can't even get close to me right now. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Before I was this man's girlfriend, he knew I was into like creating content, studio lights, backdrop. Went and bought me a $1,300 camera. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even this nigga's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Knew that I wanted to go back to school. I know you hate this job that you're working at. Stack your money up. I'll take care of your rent. Mm-hmm. didn't ask if I tried to pay my shit the money got moved back to like my pockets or my account like now nah, like I got you mm-hmm. and I feel like seeing that level of love really changed like you was really just letting any well not really any job because I I don't hate niggas but you know the expression I know motherfuckers like fake shit serious but it's like I just was cool off niggas mm-hmm. but it was like at the time I really realized like the caliber of men that I was dealing with would not be this type of person I would want to father my kid. Right. And like he came in, it just changed my whole mindset of like a man that loves you, like really loves you is going to show up and it's not going to be a question mm-hmm. of whether or not like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, you just get that. Yep. So yeah. Ooh. We're going to be going to therapy tonight, child. It, it definitely it I, all in all in a nutshell your parents relationship definitely does affect yeah. how you date rather you see it or not you take your ass therapy that therapist who do not know you're gonna pull that shit right on out your ass right and that's exactly. just exactly well moving on to what was said sweetie to lighten up the mood sure. yeah because so, we did get a little deep we always get so deep what's tea we do we do it's like the nice like therapeutic part of the episode which i appreciate well my tweet of the week is it's by natural bella and it says giselle been looking like this ever since last season just permanently bothered and bitter and i don't know who photoshopped this picture of giselle (laughs) she's like one of my customers to sprint but she look old and just angry and I'm like whoever photoshopped this did a fantastic job because that's literally been Giselle just like mean-faced bitter mm-hmm. don't got a man she got 10 cats and she wanted to just tell you how much she hate men all day and how much your marriage gonna end in divorce look at that face child it's very much giving Gertrude it is very much given to Gertrude. 
That's hilarious. Child, I think I have two tweets of the week. Okay. And I sent them via text. So I'm going to start with the first one that I sent to you. That was my initial tweet of the week. And it says, well, it's by Bella Tainted. Mm-hmm. And it says, Giselle, Wendy is bitter because she's giving you back the same energy you gave her. And that's just period. Giselle yep. will treat someone terribly and then think that is okay or it's for shits and giggles. And then when somebody give her that same energy back, it's like, how dare you be rude to the queen? Exactly. And it's like, bitch, the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. And clearly right. either you skip kindergarten <laughs> or something. Candace actually called out the gaslighting in the after show clips. I was binging them after I started sending them to you. And she actually called out Giselle's gaslighting. Like, that's what they do. They'll pick, 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 pick. And then when you finally buy back or give back the same energy, nothing more, nothing less, you're bitter, you're aggressive, you're combative. Oh, you're unhappy. Like, no, I'm just meeting you where you at. Exactly. So my second tweet of the week is along those lines as well. Mm-hmm. And it's from closest Karen. And it says, mm-hmm. not Giselle on the after show saying Mia should have put the salad ball on Candace's head since Candace started it. Not the same lady that showed up to a group scene with her cousin slash security for Monique. I almost sent you that. After, I saw that after show clip today. And she was like, Mia should have put the salad ball. I almost sent it to you. Girl. I knew you was living for that because you can't wait for them to give your Monique that apology. I know you can't this wait. This is the Monique Samuel stand account. I love you, girl. I love you. I love you. I love you. You are the most beautiful housewife. This is on wife, like an actual wife, not a fiance girlfriend, not a ex-wife. Or period. <laughs> She's the most naturally beautiful housewife, too. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like you have all this energy for Monique and Chris and feeling like you needed security from people who you know that would not harm you. Mm-hmm. Can't really see from Monique because we see what happens when Monique gets fed up. But that's called handling your business. Mm-hmm. Period. But you saying you would have put the whole salad ball on her head which is assault. I'm just, I need some help understanding. But just yeah, a little security bit. guard. Not much, but a little bit of help understanding. You know, it is what it is. So I appreciate those tweets of the week because oh. one of these weeks, my tweet of the week gonna be my tweet. And I low-key kind of feel like I had one that was gonna be mine. But hey, you know, that's too much. That's too much self-proclaiming. Because of. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Speaking of, um, that was so annoying. We had a tweet that was popping off on the account this week, boo. And it was the one. It was oh, a, yeah. tweet, but it was it was like a little popping tweet this week. And it was mm-hmm. the one that said, if I hear Robin and Giselle say Wendy is a terrible host again, when all they had to offer to Wendy was a squat in the woods, their event is that man, that commissioner said, get, get. <laughs> that one was getting some traction. So follow the account, y'all. Stop just liking the post and follow the account and listen to the episode. Yes, we, we, we want to gain some traction. We have to. Because it, it irritating me. 
Right. We happy y'all oh. be funny and all, but right. So that segment is done. So you know that's what was said. So weedy. We'll make sure that the information. Um, of those who tweeted our favorite tweets of the week because obviously they are creating content that you guys would like we found it fun or interesting mm. so make sure you guys follow those parties who gave us our what was said so we segment yeah. now we are going to jump to the predictions which is one of my favorites so i'm gonna let my girl princess take it over first so damn girl i didn't even think about this so i <laughs> my prediction is i actually think you know, there's going to be some juice that comes out about Ashley and Michael's marriage, because I think this is the, mm-hmm. the pivot moment where it goes from being butterflies and rainbows. And oh, we have two kids. So now it's like Michael doing what he always do after you have a baby and that's getting bored. And I think that's going to come out in her therapy session. He's bored again. He's sexually unsatisfied again. Um, I can also see of course, me and Ashley's relationship becoming negative because, you know, in the last couple episodes, mm-hmm. she was riding for Mia. Um, this red wine got my eyes a little twisted, so don't mind me. Um, so I can see that happening. And then I, I, I'm ready for the Robin and Juan drama. Like, when, when am I going to get it? When am I going to get him storming out the warehouse in um, his, le- what was your Alexis? What was he driving? Either that or an Infinity. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see it. I'm ready. I'm tired of it. I'm ready to see the drama. Like, get it's so much drama that was from the season preview that we haven't even gotten to yet. And it's like, that's why I'm trying to understand why the reunion was filmed so early. Cause it's like, it's still so much. It's still so much. But I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't understand why they like marketed the reunion <laughs> so early. Cause not like, why are y'all mm-hmm. tweeting about the reunion so quick? Like, we still missing it through. Cause of Nikki probably so but they normally don't like like bring too much attention to a reunion that early like we're on episode what 14 15 like probably got about another five or six episodes left like this is just weird Mm -hmm. so I don't know those are my predictions all I got so far so oh you know I feel like I always have to go in depth girl your predictions are always so good (laughs) I just be so surface (laughs) so let's start off with Ashley and Mia I definitely see their relationship going south um, and I feel like Ashley's projection towards Mia and having such an issue with Gordon is stemming from what she's dealing with with Michael. Mm-hmm. I think that Candace is going to use it as a moment to trauma bond with Mia because they made up on the boat to be like, let me tell you why I like this bitch, Ashley. And Mia, being as messy as she is, is probably going to be like, okay, Candace, I'm listening. Yeah, she she gonna tuck that little hair back behind that ear and listen to what she has to say. <laughs> and that can either go one of two ways. Either after Ashley has her therapy session, like a grown adult, she may heal and go to Mia and apologize mm-hmm. for the way she reacted towards her and Mia because I feel like Mia saying the shit of like, are you sure? Is gonna like, oh, well, bitch, I'm sure you, I'm sure I'm about to go home. I'm about to get on my men and I'm about to try to do this. And then when Michael be like, <laughs> bitch, I'm good. Mia's words are going to ring in the back of Ashley. Oh, you know it is. And then when Ashley goes to therapy, she's going to bring up, oh, well, bitch, this is obvious and this is the way that I'm feeling. So either Ashley's going to keep deflecting and picking a fight with Mia and Mia's going to really read her ass for ill, or 
Mia and Candace are going to trauma bond over not liking Ashley because of the way that Ashley has continued to come at Mia's husband. Mm -hmm. And what else happened? And like you said, the shit with Ashley, I feel like her and Michael are going to end up getting divorced soon. Um, and that's just that. Cause I feel like that's pretty much all they kind of showed us in the clip. We didn't really see much of anybody else shit. I feel like next week's probably not going to be like a good, juicy, jam-packed episode next week either. It's probably going to be like another, like a pivoting point. So this is a setup for all the chaos that's going to happen. That's what I think too, because we've gotten like three episodes straight of like chaos. And it's like, okay, we're going to give you another pivot. Right, we'll give you another pivot to more chaos. And I think that, goddamn, what was I going to say? It's happening again, CC. What was I that wine hitting so now I'm I'm excited because I think that all could very well happen. Because you know, you be predicting shit and it didn't actually happen. Like that that'd be the shit that unfolds. So I would not be surprised if it if it happens. Um Miss Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, yes, you are. It's that Pisces coming out of you. That's what you stand for. You know, we can predict shit for real. So I'm like dead ass. <laughs> yeah. So during the next episode, you guys, um, you're gonna take a sip or a shot. Every time Michael or Michael's past embarrasses Ashley, so this could be somebody bringing it up, throwing it up in her face, or him saying some shit to her, it's, you know, whatever. And then- And we only got four shots last week, y'all. So Michael gonna embarrass the hell out of her. So we gonna be told right. up next Sunday. Right. Um, messy Mia striking again. You know, she can't carry a bone. You know, she just, she, she gonna bring it back. So Girl. that's bound to happen. And then every time Mia takes a shot at Ashley and with that exchange between G and Ashley, it's, it's going to be a lot of darts flying. Yep. So I'm excited. <laughs> so get ready. Now we have a treat for you guys because I know we've only been reviewing Housewives, but although we have watched other reality shows, we still have to talk about sweet life and really that might just be one episode clumped up into one or maybe mm-hmm. two because the episodes are only 30 minutes so it's not like you know we can't get through two or three episodes in one episode um we are not just a real housewives of potomac based podcast our favorite show or let me see for myself my favorite show and i'm so sad this is about to be over i'm so sad insecure yes oh my Bitch, Insecure is coming back on Sunday. I cannot I love wait. Insecure. I cannot wait. That means that I need to have everything done, dinner cooked, showered, all of that good shit done by eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that I can relax mm-hmm. and have my phone on my personal account and on our account so <laughs> I can tweet my thoughts off back to back. Cause this is gonna jump straight from Potomac mm-hmm. to Insecure. Girl, it's gonna be crazy. We're not just a solely housewives account. You know, we do want to introduce you guys to other shows that we love, like Insecure, Sweet Life. Oh my Still have to do Sweet Life. You know, we're gonna even do movies because I, I think that we also want to do Really Love and like just other shows that we love. Even you, are you a fan of you? I love you. Yes, I haven't watched you yet, though. girl. We've been watching finale tonight because we already it watched me. It watched me. <laughs> So I think on the days that we don't record, I'm going to go ahead and watch you. And I'll probably like watch them on my lunch break and shit. It's yeah. so, this season was so good. Like just, oh God, just killing. I, just, I need just to watch last killing. before I rewatch this new season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But y'all, speaking of insecure, because it starts on Monday, we want to give you guys like our prediction and kind of like how we felt about the previous season. So do you want to go first? We take it over. How you want to do it? I will go ahead and give my two cents because it's not much. So my season prediction, I know you do. My season prediction is I feel like I should have been taking notes during that trailer, but I feel like Molly and Issa are, they're just not going to work. Like their friendship is going to get to this very awkward place where I really don't feel like they're going to be able to get out of it. And I think they're going to have a lot of like sidebar conversations of like, this is what's going on with me and Molly. Like, it's just still awkward. It's still weird. What would you do? I don't know. Like, you know, I, mean? I, I don't think they're ever going to be able to come out of it for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be like fake, you know, happy and happy go lucky, but it's, it's still going to be like that sense of like, we're not best girlfriends. Like we're not the same as we used to be. I'm not going to call you up and go get tacos at 2 a.m. Like it's, it's not going to be the same. And I feel like the season's going to kind of just show that. I think Molly might meet a guy. Maybe she meets someone who's better for her. I don't think the guy may necessarily be what she expects, but I feel like she's going to meet someone. I feel like Kelly might meet a little man or two. I feel like Kelly needs a man. I I want them to give my girl a relationship for real. I feel like they be playing her with these little hot pocket niggas they be giving her. No, give my, I would love a hot pocket right now. Give my girl a real man. Like, I would love one right now, friend. Pepperoni. Um, and then, yes, I would love a hot pocket. And then Lawrence. I hope that baby not his. Or she gets an abortion. You know, maybe they're in the hospital. Maybe Kiki Palmer and what her name, Leisha Rashawn. What's her name? Maybe they're in the hospital because she got an abortion. I don't know. Like, I was the baby in the preview. Mm-hmm. God damn. Okay. Well, Lawrence and Issa are gonna realize they're just not gonna work because Issa not trying to be no stepmama. Like I, I don't see that for Issa's life, and so I feel like she is going to just have to decide to move on. I don't think Lawrence is going to want to move on, but I think she's going to be like, nah, I just, I can't do this. And I think that's my, that might be when she meet Kofi, you know, and she gets introduced to Kofi. <laughs> oh, he just, he does, friend, I'm sorry. I, it, oh. I feel like he's New York, I, just, I feel like I have dollar. I know his dick is sick. I know his sick. He just, you know, he just laughing and just sweating. Like, that's how I feel. Like, it's like, damn, like that man. You saw how you look at the camera? Like, just. Bitch, you know how many times I watch Really Love? Are you asking about how this man look at the camera? <laughs> Do you know how many times I watch him tap that rose on his nose and girls trip? Sis, you want to, you know, a man's demeanor is my favorite thing about a man. You don't need to talk to me about how that man was. Because you know what I see. It's the music lighting combo for me with Insecure. She chooses it's the best the- songs. She chooses the best placement of the light. Like, it's, it's, it just puts you in a place where it's like, I'm horny. Like, it's just, like, it's just make you, like, feel things. Insecure makes you, like, it's very relatable. It's But it's also, it still invokes a lot of emotion. Like, it's like, I was in that place. So I've been there. It's like, I can see myself going through some shit like that like it's just very relatable i love it i'm gonna tell you what episode got me while we were in that song insecure mm-hmm. 
where Nathan ghosted her ass and she was going through her inspect the gadget shit. I said, oh, you talking too much. <laughs> because the way I can't even live tweet through this episode because I feel so seen. I want to cut this shit off. <laughs> you telling my business and I don't appreciate that. All my business. I love Insecure. It is so relatable. It is so real. Issa so just real. knows how to pull regular ass like black life shit and put it in a show and put it in the show so beautifully. Like she puts it in a show so beautifully in a way where it's like, damn bitch, like this, this looks nice. Like the music, the lights, like the casting, like just the arguments, Girl. the problems, like the issue. Like it, it, Girl. How the fuck is this a finale season? Why? Um, and then why would you bring my man in? And Girl. Well, you got to end with a bang. Kofi's the one you bring in as a secret weapon at the end. <sighs> I'm sorry, y'all. This is about to get long-winded because the episode was not that long, but I'm about to make it long. Because first of all, why would you put my man in a show and expect, like, if you could have seen the way that I reacted watching the trailer and then he popped up, friend, I screamed so <laughs> loud that my neighbor literally texted me and said, oh my God, is everything okay? Like, are you, cause it was like a, <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> and my neighbor, he was like, <laughs> He was like, honey, is everything okay over there? Mm-hmm. Like, are are you okay? Because mm-hmm. that, oh my God, was then followed by probably some screams that sound like someone was hurting me. Mm-hmm. Because I could not believe that Issa loved me so much to just... Bless us. And you know, after watching Really Love every single night, not every single night and like that movie literally puts me to sleep not in a bad way but like there is comforting I just love love so much that that movie just really touched me because just black love without trauma attached I need to know that feeling yeah that's not a photograph and then Queen Sugar on Tuesdays and I binge watch Queen Sugar to catch up to it so seeing him as country as Ralph Angel and y'all know I love me a crunchy nigga that like he can spit a sunflower seed and mouth up the road like Mm -hmm. and then you put him in insecure it's like God just want me to be with this man yeah so he keeps showing him to me you know what I'm saying friend you know that's just too deep anyways it's not insecure has been like just so much to me like I feel like I want I feel so corny for wanting to be so emotional at how good insecure is like I am so just proud of Issa and will always support everything that she has I don't really care for black comedy sketch I'm not gonna lie black what is it a black girl a black girl sketch that's not my type of the first season I loved, but I'm not really into it now. I watched the first episode of season two and I was like, I'm not with this no more. Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. So yeah, just, it, it's I, loved, I, I said I was going to try to watch it again, but that's just not my type of humor. I only watched it for Quentin Martin. I love Quentin. Insecure is just such 
it's just so relatable. Like I just, I can't stress it enough. And so not even to just drag on a whole season, but specifically Insecure last season, I was a, I was a Lisa Hive, you know, that's Lawrence and Issa combined together. Mm -hmm. I was the Hive. I always wanted them to find themselves, find their way back to one another. But, you know, I was also like, I was in the process of going through therapy too when I started watching Insecure. So that might've been why I was like rooting for that to become Mm -hmm. what it was. But I've always wanted Lawrence and Issa to be back together because it's like that underlying love was there, even if they weren't together to have a conversation. And then Natasha Thornwell, a.k.a. Kelly, gave me the best episode I have ever seen in my life. Season four, episode eight. Was that Coachella? Huh? Was that Coachella? No. This was last season. If you log into my HBO Go, you know how you can favorite series? That episode is sitting on my favorites. The Mm -hmm. episode where Lawrence and Issa reconnected at that restaurant that episode was just so beautiful to me because I'm just like, I've wanted this for so long for them. Mm-hmm. And for the season to end the way it fucking ended, I'm Girl. like, you know what? Y'all were educational this season about postpartum. Can we talk about abortion? Because the had. I don't want Kendall to have his damn baby. I don't. I want Issa and Lawrence to run off into the sunset and live happily ever after. Molly, I really don't give a fuck what happened to her because Molly is such a bitch. She's very self-serving and Andrew deserves better. So I was cool off for her. Everybody was rooting for Nathan and Issa, but I'm just like, Nathan is like the perfect sneaky link. Like, I'm sorry, I live for their moment in the Ferris wheel. Maybe I might not need to admit this because it is very much illegal, but you know, I live for that Ferris wheel moment. I would I'm love them. I would love her to like have him as a backup. I think he could be a great partner after he gets. Yeah, I don't think that that's fair to Nathan. So I think that's why I don't root for it. Um, <laughs> for him to be just like a backup player because he actually no, really likes not like a backup. But I feel like, well, I guess it is a backup. If her and Lewis don't work, work out, I think he's a yeah. great next choice. He was in the trailer. Yeah. I'm not here for Nathan and Issa. I'm sorry. I'm just like, he's just one of those people where it's just like, you know, he is a good, what you, what the, what the young kids would call it today, a good sneaky link. It's very spontaneous. It looked like it's fire. I could see the passion in my sister's face from the Ferris wheel, you know, and he does tend to care, but I feel like with him just having his new diagnosis of being bipolar, Nathan needs to focus on himself and let that be so I hope that Nathan is in the trailer to show like you know him and Issa becoming friends and maybe they give Nathan a girl to deal with and him and Issa strictly just be friends because she's trying to figure out her shit with her and Lawrence mm. you want to know what made me jump off the Lawrence and Issa train Kofi. I'm like you know what oh Kofi I would love to see Issa, because of the eye contact that they made, I'm like, it's going to be something between the two of them. I feel like Kofi is going to be the the cool, like, he fine, but like, it's not too forced with him. And it's like, hell, my ex or my, my shit that I was trying to get back with got all this shit going on. And now I need to make the decision of like, do I start fresh and date? 
and let him do his family shit that I know I don't need part because I'm 1000% with you like Issa does not want to be a stepmother that's not the life Mm -hmm. she envisioned for herself and Lawrence and that sting is definitely going to take the cake Mm-hmm. What I feel like when we saw Lawrence on that plane and he was crying or like upset, mm-hmm. I really feel right. like Lisa was just like, I'm good off this. And I think she's going to run off into the sunset with Kofi. And I think that Lawrence is going to be upset about that because he really wants things to work out with Issa. But you know what I think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. I think Lawrence is going to d- get a DNA test on that baby and Condola is pregnant by her ex-husband and that baby belongs to him and not Lawrence. And then Lawrence is going to be mad because he let his life with Issa go and has to watch Issa go be happy with somebody else when he could have been with her had Condola took a DNA test earlier. Damn. That's what I said at the end of last season. I'm like, I don't think that baby is Lawrence or if it is either she going to have an abortion, a miscarriage. That's an opportunity to talk about that since we did touch on postpartum and bipolar um, Mm -hmm. disorder with Nathan. I think they're going to use it as, as another like educational real life moment or they may get to the end of that because Lawrence obviously doesn't want to be with Condola mm-hmm. and maybe we're going to see a lot of Lawrence playing daddy to this baby and Issa's going to realize she can't handle it yeah and then when we saw him on that plane he don't want to got a DNA test on that baby and find that the baby ain't his and now he doesn't let his relationship with Issa dwindle off or allow her to go be happy because he thought he fathered this child and he's gonna be happy with my man he should be a professional predictor bitch i'm about to start writing my own scripts what you mean we already got a videographer hello you, you should send me your rights <laughs> <Send me. laughs> oh gosh okay you're so deep that's my show i'm excited we get insecure back on sunday girl we'll have a update from us in a few and following right after that so look out for it yes i'm excited i can't wait to live see with y'all for insecure because if y'all thought real housewives of potomac was something bitch the way that i get so deep about insecure like insecure i am so girl when Issa and them posted that video of them walk her and molly walking out hand in hand they were talking about girl i was breaking down Bitch, you ain't work on insecure. Why are you so upset? <laughs> Girl, I was in my house. Oh, maybe they don't do a spin off. Please, somebody. Please. Because I'm like, you told us that Lawrence wasn't coming back and then Lawrence popped up. So maybe it's just like, maybe insecure is going to become a new show, like power not in it turns to power. Please, somebody give me I something. I would love a spinoff. Like, I need something. I was low-key, like, emotional, too. Like, I like I feel like we're, we all feel attached to that show. Like, we all feel... It's so black. It's so black. Thank you. Thank you. Have, all have a Kelly in our life. Like... Yeah. We all have an Issa. We all have a Molly. If we're not Issa ourselves, if we're not Kelly, I, you know... I want to bring this back. Do you feel like Issa and Molly's relationship reminds you of Robin and Giselle? And now that Issa is healing, her and Molly cannot be friends. Molly being Giselle, who has never had a stable relationship. And from Issa that, has Lawrence, which will be like Juan. From that aspect, yes. Do I feel like Issa and Molly like live off of mess and stuff? Like, no. no. 
but definitely from a standpoint of like now I'm healing bitch like I I'm realizing how dysfunctional our relationship and foundationless our relationship actually is absolutely and it only works when I'm feeling smaller than you and I feel like in a way Robin definitely feels smaller than Giselle which is why mm-hmm. she's her do girl mm-hmm. but like now we're seeing Issa transform into this boss ass bitch she's putting on these big ass festivals she's making these connections and now that she has time for herself and can't be all wrapped up under Molly's ass Molly does not know how to take it mm-hmm. that's Giselle and Robin bitch girl oh my gosh well you guys that's our prediction for insecure upcoming yes season i'm really hurt this is i can't i can't believe this is the final season like say it ain't so y'all i need a spinoff we're gonna pray for us i do i feel I it do. in that spirit i feel like Issa got something cooking and she's just not telling us yep like she did when telling us that lawrence wasn't coming back and then he popped up on the last fucking episode when she was gonna get a goddamn drink from the 7-eleven She's like the Beyonce of like TV shows. Like she'll just send clues. You know, she's not going to tell you what she's doing. And can we talk about that video? Because we let, let us leave you with a word, okay? Because I absolutely adore Miss Issa Rae. And she just said a word that really touched my spirit because I'm just like, friend right now I'm not gonna lie to you that's how I feel so because this ain't like tv footage and I know we can play this I'm mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and leave y'all with this message wow um I don't know what to say it's feeling like me season right now I feel so bad for anybody who doesn't fuck with me um period you me, block me whatever you need to do because it's it's a me season right now it's mm-hmm. my time <laughs> also Beyonce and Rihanna please don't release anything during this time <laughs> Um, you guys get all the attention, rightfully so. And I would respectfully ask you to don't do anything. I love her. It's I love her so Period. Adore her. We enjoyed y'all so much. We cannot wait to get drunk with you guys next week. I absolutely love doing this show with you, Princess. It is like my comedic relief for the week. I look yes. forward to this. So yes. We'll Thank see you, you all. Don't forget to. Hold your shots up. We'll see y'all boys next week. Twice. And real house like coming. We some working bitches. Period. Listen. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye guys.